Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of podcast from Digital Amrit. In this episode, we'll be looking at Brandon Sanderson's Missed Bond series. As usual, my husband had suggested this series to me after Dragon Blood and he did warn me that Brandon Sanderson is one of the best authors. I started the series feeling a little skeptical because of the sheer volume of each book. But my husband's opinions had never steered me to a wrong book. Well, except for Maze Runner, but we'll not talk about that. In this episode we'll be talking about the three main books Mistborn the Final Empire The Well of Ascension and The Hero of Ages This review like all the other episodes is full of spoilers so if you haven't read the books already you have no idea what you're missing please read the books and then do listen to our podcast to know what we feel about these books And before we go any further I apologize in advance for any mistakes in pronouncing the names of characters and the places Let's get started with the first book. The first book is set in the final empire ruled by the Lord Ruler, Manton Immortal God for the last 1000 years. He has divided the people into nobility and ska. The ska are more or less like slaves, ill-treated and considered expendable. They belong to the Lord Ruler and he allows the nobility to use them for working at the mills, forges, farms, etc. The ska have accepted their fate and have grown accustomed to their friends and family being killed by the nobility or by the lord ruler for flimsy or no reason at all. And within nobility and ska there are interesting sections of people. Allomancers who use metal to draw supernatural strength or abilities and ferrochemists who use metal to store their own power for later use. There are also creatures such as Kandra who eat dead people and imitate them perfectly by looks and behavior and Kolos the bloodthirsty monsters. The book introduces Kelsia in the prologue, a half-breed mistborn, a rebel and head of one of the most notorious thieving crews who fights against the atrocities of nobility against Ska. Then when the book starts in all earnest, it is about Vin, an orphan teenage girl who works in a Ska thieving crew. Kelsia enlightens Win that she's a misborn just like him and invites her to join his job of overthrowing the final empire. Win doesn't think that they can actually pull it off but still joins Kelsia's crew anyway. Win takes on the role of impersonating a minor noblewoman attending balls and spying on nobility. She meets Ellen Venture, heir to the most powerful noble house, and falls in love with him. Ellen realizes later that she's scar but he still loves her. Kelsia spares Ellen's life but ends up dead at the hands of the Lord Ruler in front of thousands of Ska. Kelsia's death gives the Ska the push they had needed to fight against the final empire. When the scrawny little girl kills the Lord Ruler, finally setting up the stage for freedom for Ska. Book 2, The Well of Ascension starts with Ellen the King ruling Lutadel with his parliamentary council giving freedom to Ska. The book is partially about how Ellen tries to hold the fledgling kingdom together. No thanks to the political pressure within the kingdom, shortage of food and two armies camping just outside the city. One of them is Traff Venture, Ellen's father, who has no love for Ellen. Ellen is aided by all of Kelsia's former crew members, and they are joined by Tindwell, who helps Ellen act and look like a king or at least fake it till he can make it. The other part of the second book is about Vin, her paranoid self. who's obsessed with the deepness not knowing anything about it except that the lord ruler had somehow kept it at bay without knowing what it is and how to fight it and having killed the only one who had the answers win looks for clues in a log book towards the end of the book when the city is about to fall win does the impossible she beats the colors 
kills Raf and brings the others to accept Elend as their emperor. Seist, who bore witness to Win killing the Lord Ruler, now bears witness to Win forcing the other kings and their generals to submission. Seist is convinced that Win is the prophesied hero of ages. The third book, The Hero of Ages, is a combination of journeys by Spook, Win and Elend, and Seist. Spook wants to be more useful to the crew, goes to one of the cities and tries to get information as a spy. Says tries to find the meaning of life. Being the keeper of 500 plus religions, not one explains how to deal with the death of Tindwell. He continues to be of help to Win and Elend, though his characteristic optimism is nowhere to be found. Win and Elend move from one city to another to somehow defeat the unknown, unseen evil force. At the end of the book, Elend is dead and Win dies in destroying the evil force. Says becomes the prophesied savior of the world. That brings us to the end of the third book. Did I like the books? Yes, I absolutely loved the books, all three of them. I just love the writing style of the author. Merely because of this style of writing, I didn't feel that the books were really long. My husband would ask me every few days, have you finished the books? I'd be like, what? No way. I'm still 25% through in the first book. What I noticed about the writing style was that the author did describe the physical attributes of the characters, but just enough for you to form an idea of them in your mind. He does not dwell into each physical attribute. Rather, the other attributes of the characters, their mannerisms, their attitudes, etc. are brought out very well. For example, Kelsia was in his mid-thirties, had light blonde hair, was hawk-faced and wore suits for most of the time. Elend had disheveled hair and ill-fitting vest. But what I remember about Kelsia is not the light blonde hair or his hawk face. He was a genius crew leader who came up with foolhardy plans, made sure that the crew morale was always high despite setbacks, and always wore a smile. When I think of Elend, what comes to my mind is an earnest nobleman who spends time with his books on politics and somehow became king after the Lord Ruler was killed. Not his ill-fitting vest though Tindwill took care of it in book 2. Another thing that I fell in love with was the well-thought-out, elaborate system of magic that is allomancy, ferrukemi, hemology, etc., though hemology is revealed much towards the later part of the series. There are numerous times when the characters resort to allomancy before Kelsia could explain it to win, each metal and its function, the way the metals are paired, the way their powers are used, how creative or tricky the allomancers could be in using their powers. It just leaves you on. So after Kelsey explains it to Vin about the eight basic metals, I went back to the prologue and started reading them again in order to fully appreciate all the sections about allomancy. It finally made sense why or how Kelsey could hear the girl's screams on the night in Trusting's plantation in the prologue. The author adds quotes at the start of each chapter. I was ignoring them initially because they didn't make sense or didn't seem to have any connection to what was happening currently in the book. Then at one point, the quote and a part of the chapter started to align. That's when I wanted to hit myself for not reading the quotes at the start of each chapter. Let's talk about favorite characters. Mine are Kelsier, Ellen and Sazed, while Wynne and Breeze are honorable mentions. Kelsier, of course, is the first. He comes across as a charming person with a lot of presence. Even though the first book is about Kelsier and Win, Kelsier does dominate it. I read the portion of Kelsier's death again and again to make sure that I was not misreading it. He can't be dead, he just can't be. If he was dead, then what was the other two books about? 
how can he die it just isn't over the lord ruler wasn't dead they still haven't figured out how to defeat the inquisitors or to kill the lord ruler or to use the 11th metal and what about when how is she going to survive all of this then kelsius big plan present itself his predictions in the plan are pretty accurate except for maybe ellen venture after kelsius death win picks up from where they had left fails tries again and then fulfills his plan of overthrowing the final empire but the void created by kelsius death is just there a big gaping hole that no one can fill by the time i started the second book i miss kelsius so much just as much as win missed him i would never forgive the author for killing kelsius despite his excellent writing skills the plot the twists kelsius death is just not acceptable Ellen Venture is my second favorite character. A little rebel of a different sort, looks at things from different perspective than the rest, even when he realizes that Win was impersonating a noble woman. I had no clue that he would have such a huge role to play in the next two books. I fully expected Ellen to die at the hands of Kelsier, but surprise surprise, Kelsier actually saves Ellen before his own death. Ellen's honesty is highlighted throughout the book especially in the case where he explains the rules and ends up voting himself out as a king. He treats everyone with respect even the crew members who do not think highly of his ideals or his ability to be crafty. He loves Finn and accepts her just as she is and trusts every decision of hers. In the third book every sacrifice that he makes makes him upset despite his harsh training by Tintwill. and he too dies at the end of the third book but not in vain sest is the third one he starts out as renu's steward then becomes win's steward puts up with all her troubles answers all her questions with utmost patience that is all in the first book his role in the second book is what makes the book enjoyable how he travels to the south trying to teach the ska doing his research on terrace religion working with tinwil holding one of the gates when lutadel is about to fall and fighting the colos His presence is always welcomed by the crew members. His emotional turmoil is very well articulated in the third book. He struggles so much to find the meaning of his life and unable to bear Tinwell's death. Being a keeper especially of religions, he feels let down. And towards the end of the third book, Sest is the one because of whom everything finally falls in place and is neatly tied up. I read this portion of the book also over and over again. and he also makes a little appearance in the book shadows of self too because you know he becomes immortal at the end of the third book breeze the charming alamanso who uses his ability to mildly motivate you to do certain things which you would have otherwise not done left to yourself not charming the same way as kelsier but in his own way of influencing people of all the crew members kelsier's and vince proves are explained because they are the main characters but breeze does get more than his fair share of presence in the books of course he's one of the members who survives all three books and every time he is around the conversations are amazing the best parts are when he and ham discuss questions on philosophy lastly when the little girl who grew up on the streets to the girl who defeated ruin what a journey she as a person does not change so much as ellen but her journey was always a harsh terrifying one no way comparable to anyone else's in the crew she achieves the impossible almost every time beating a misborn to save elend killing the lord ruler killing zane giving up the power at the well of ascension and killing ruin at the end of the third book none of which anyone else would have dared 
she too dies at the end but then she has no place in peaceful times farewell win out of the three books obviously the first one is my favorite not only because kelsier is part of the first book but also because that is where the action is the first book has insanely ambitious goals so much of strategy and planning each one plays a part and the scenes move from the cruise lair at luthadel to felis to the noble keeps where the balls are hosted to credit shaw to the alley where beggars line up and the place where the mistreats roam about the first book is when kelsia becomes more restrained win grows to trust people where the transformation is gradual and seamless you can see their journey through the first book especially wins how a street urchin grows to imitate a noble woman and also to dodge the inquisitors and finally kill the lord ruler i used this podcast as an excuse to read the first book for the fourth time second book is mostly win fighting the assassins enemy soldiers and ellen getting trained to be a king most of the scenes happen in luthadel in and around the venture keep with some travel to venture's army camp and the journey towards terrace the third book does take you places but they are fighting an unknown unseen enemy so much mystery but not enough like the first one between the second and the third book i would rate the third book higher this is partially because i was sulking so much about kelsier's death while reading the second book and the second book seemed more like a bridge to the third book where the fate of the world is more impending than in the second so that's all about the misspon series do share your comments and feedback on the books and also on our podcast please subscribe to digital amrit thank you and bye